Welcome to the Diaper Report, a podcast about fatherhood, marriage, and career, and simply explored through conversations with, well, anyone who will sit down and talk with me. As always, you can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. Just search The Diaper Report. will pop up. I do, I do a lot of interaction and get a lot of dad jokes from you, the listeners. So if you have a dad joke and you're listening to this and you're not hearing your dad joke on the air, you need to send it to me on social media. Also, you can subscribe and listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please share this show with your friends, regardless of what their title in life may be. While this podcast does tend to have that net geared towards fathers, I'm air quoting over here, fathers, uh, really it's for anybody. We're all walking through life and I'm just kind of recording my journey of my current stage of life and maybe there's something I say that could help you with yours. time for our weekly update. This has been quite the week. So I'm recording this on Wednesday, December 29th. As you are listening to this, I am finishing up my like six-day stay of isolation. Uh, Hilariously, or not hilariously, on Christmas Adam, which I will later explain on in this this episode actually with my dear friend Tyler. Um, On Christmas Adam, the 23rd, I tested positive for COVID. My wife tested negative, and so I sent her and uh, our child off to her parents, and I stayed with my parents to uh, recover. I had kind of just the head cold symptoms. I didn't lose my taste or smell this year, so that's good. But it's been a rather isolating and long week. I've been stuck here. I almost made an episode just about that, but I didn't feel the need. I figured it could just be a weekly update and Well, there you go. I caught COVID. Be safe out there, people. Wash your hands. Follow instructions. All that good stuff. Amelia, I believe, had a good Christmas. I think she's teething. Lots of slobber going on. So probably those top teeth are starting to come in. The top two, you know, make her look like a little chipmunk almost. She's very cute. All the pictures from Christmas were very cute. Take lots of pictures, guys. We live in the age of digital photography and good photography at the at literally in your fingertips like instead of sending that text that you just got in snap a photo of your spouse or your friend or your child or your niece or your nephew unsuspectingly you, you never know when those memories might come back later there are memories i have of family that i will never have a chance to get a photograph of because the stuff just wasn't around so take photos of your people keep them find a way to keep them it's all good and now it's time for our dad joke of the week this week's dad joke is brought to us by my long childhood friend uh mercy and i may i'm in conversations to get her on the show because I think to have a, a friend who's known me since, like, her, her memories, her strongest memories of me, and my strongest memories of her, are literally from, like, the playground days, uh, and then the sprinklings in middle school and high school. 
And so I think that might be fun to have on the show and, and hear her perspectives and opinions on life and just where we're at now. But anyway, Mercy sends in this dad joke. Her father is actually really known for these dad jokes. So to an extent, actually, I can thank her dad for sending this to her and she shared it with me. So here we go. Dad joke of the week. Why couldn't the green pepper practice archery? Because it didn't have an arrow. <laughs> That's funny. That's a funny one. That's a spicy joke. Ooh, was that too hot to handle? Okay, I gotta stop myself. The puns are on a roll here. I love a good pun. All right, well, buckle in. Hopefully you have a long drive ahead of you. Maybe you're still on Christmas break and you need something to listen to because this week's episode is a long one, but it's such a fun conversation. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Really excited for this friend of mine and the things he's got going on in his life and the future he has ahead of him. All right, and now it's time for the show. Joining me today, this evening, this morning, on your car ride, on your morning commute, your run, your morning coffee, your late night coffee, if you're a late night coffee person, is a good friend of mine, an excellent guitar player, a husband, a cat lover, converted, potentially a dog lover, a lover of the football team, the Browns, also known as the color of things you find in diapers, which is what this podcast is all about. No, actually, I've got a good friend here tonight, Tyler Stidham. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? What's Thanks up? for having me. You're welcome, man. I'm, I'm love to have you. It's been fun having friends on. It has been fun. It has been fun. I've been listening. Uh, I listened to the first three episodes. Pretty dope. Pretty pretty dope. Pretty dope. I gotta catch up on the fourth. Can I can I put that on on I'm gonna put that on our podcast Instagram somewhere and put the hashtag pretty dope. Pretty dope. And that'll be our next hashtag quoted. I appreciate that you're a fan. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry. Um, that's awesome, man. Well, Tyler, how are you tonight? We just had, actually we had a really busy night tonight. Oh yes. Um, we went down to San Augustine. Mm-hmm. And saw Christmas lights. Okay, can I be honest here? Mm-hmm. Which I only believe in honesty. Those were kind of a letdown. Yeah, I, feel I expected more. I feel like the wives there were like, there's this huge Christmas lights thing down mm-hmm. there. And we got there and we were like, okay, it's a few trees. And- <laughs> well, I've, I've heard from a lot of locals too that like, oh man, you got to go to St. Augustine to see the, the nights yeah. of lights. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll get down there eventually. And then we go and it's like just the center section. I don't know if we missed something or... I don't know, and they had the trolleys running around, yeah. and some trolleys looked official, and some trolleys looked a little, you know, hey, mm. I had a, I had a few spare parts in the backyard, right. and put it together. <laughs> right. You want to ride my trolley? Right. <laughs> I'm have to cut that part out, but, you know, hey, Florida people. There you go. Um, now, you and I, we're actually, we've only been friends for, oh gosh, six months? Probably. Seven? Maybe a little bit more a than that, longer? I think. Maybe a year? Maybe, it might be Not quite. Let's see. Actually, we just, you know what? I think we finally grabbed, I think the first time we hung out was February mm. because we were supposed to hang out New Year's. And then my wife and I had COVID. And then I think after that, you guys got COVID. And then we finally got together like February-ish. Yeah. So that sounds right. And the funny story about that is that your wife and I were in youth group together way back in the day. And I happened to see on her Facebook not that I'm a stalker, I just, it, you know, things pop up. You scroll through. The you algorithm's know? like, look, Jacksonville. Boop. Yep, yep. And it was 
funnily enough, talking that we lived in the same apartment complex. It is so ironic. So, and then of course, you and I hit it off perfectly. Oh, yes. And our wives actually hit it off really well, too. It was a great night. So it was great. It was, it was great tons night. of fun. Tons of fun. Um, so, yeah, welcome on. Glad mm-hmm. you're here. Glad that we're friends. Yeah. What would you say is probably the most iconic part of our friendship? Oh, my gosh. It's, I think it's so cool that we share that music, you know? Yeah. Uh, you don't find a lot of people that like, you know, like hard rock, metal, you know, that kind of thing. Especially like, especially like Christian rock and stuff, because a lot of people are like, "Oh man, that's not that's not really rock." Yeah. Or you know, it's it's very underrated, but it's very cool, like to dive into the music and yeah, that was know. a neat bond. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got the chance to jam. Oh yeah. Um, play some guitar, play some drums. Even though I'm nowhere near the skill level you are, oh, or even our buddy Sam. Who I'm was just on coasting here by. <laughs> it's just coasting just by. Just coasting by. Favorite guitar of all time. Fender Telecaster. Fender Telecaster. The traditional, mm. you know, two single coils. Yeah, but the semi-hollow, bud. I know. Oh. One of my worship leaders had one of those at one point in time. It was beautiful. Sounds like angels. Mm-hmm. Aww. The neck was thicker on it. I didn't like that part. What? Yeah, I like a thinner on neck. On a Fender? Yeah. I've never held it was a thick a, neck the on a 70s. Yeah, the 70s part of Fender is kind of, the neck's got a little bit chunky. Huh. Not as yeah, thick as 70s. like a Les Paul, but... Yeah, well, my Les Paul always had a thin neck. I um, mm-hmm. I sold it to a to a teenager because he was going to make better use of it than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, mine always had a thinner neck, and I loved it. Love thin necks. It. It's just easier to play. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, so you are a husband, mm-hmm. and you've been married. How long have you been married? We've been married since October 2020, so just over a year. Well, so you better get this right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it's been a year and three months. I think that's right. Math: October, November. December. Yeah, through October. Almost three months. Yep, almost three you months. You said October, what's your wedding? 23rd. 23rd. Yeah, it's coming up here. So yep. Chris, we call it Christmas Adam in my family. December yeah. 23rd is Christmas Adam. Yeah. 24th Christmas Eve because God created Adam uh, and then Eve. That's yeah, a joke. That's funny. Everybody else I know is like Christmas Eve Eve and I'm like, that just sounds silly. Right. Christmas Adam at least flows. That's funny. So like there you that. go. I'm about to use that. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So talk to me about marriage a little bit. How's that been? It's been awesome, man. It's uh, So my, my wife, Rachel, and I... Uh, we met at Centric Kid Camps, and um, it was totally God working there because uh, we weren't, like, I wasn't going to go to camp. My friend just kept talking my ear off about it because he went the year before, and uh, and then I just was like, man, I guess I could check it out, and he sent us this post. He sent my sister and I this post that they were looking for bands to play for mm-hmm. the summer. And we're like, oh man, that'd be great. So we contacted them and all that. And literally, it was a month before camp started, like a month before training week, which was crazy last minute. And so we got out there and um, long story long, I met Rachel there. And then by the end of the summer, we were just good friends and then didn't talk for like a month or so. And then we just started talking again and went from there. So, and but we've been together for three years now. Wow. Married one, one in three months, pretty much. Um, so, but we were long distance. She lived in Atlanta. I lived in Woodbine, Georgia. So it was okay. long distance. It was challenging, but yeah. it's great now on the back end of coming off of that, not seeing each other, and especially going through the pandemic of not seeing each other for, sure. I think it was six months or so we didn't see each other. Um, but uh, no, it's great, man. It's great. That's good. So long distance, and then you said you said you're in a band, or they're looking for a band for this camp. Yeah, so my sister and I played music together. Okay, um, still do every now and then. 
Were you playing guitar for this camp? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I was playing guitar. Nice. Yeah, so um, the buddy who introduced the, or led us to the camp, he was our bass player, my best friend Caleb. And uh, But yeah, so we got, we got out to there, and that was fun. I was a guitar player. She was the singer um, or worship leader. And then we had, uh, they already had a drummer, another guitar player. He played acoustic and a keyboard player. So wow, that was fun. We didn't have a bass player, though. So that kind of sucked. Yeah. Like know, some people players. don't think you need basses. So. Some people don't think basses are important. Some people also believe that that's what helps keep your drummer on track. Otherwise, yep. he kind of goes, you know, whoop. Yeah. It's the metronome for your drummer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, circling back to marriage. In the in the first year, you know, and you're probably going to hate this question. I think I feel like Megan and I did because it, it always comes up. But what's like the, the lesson or the advice you would give someone else that you've learned from your first year of marriage? I would say be that person's best friend. Okay. So for me, like Rachel's my best friend. You know, she's she's the one I go to for everything. You know, I mean obviously naturally she's my wife, but before that she was she became my best friend. And since she was my best friend, it that relationship was just able to form to where we trust each other more than anyone else, right? Um that love's just different. You know, yeah. uh, a cherisher, you know, and all that. Cherish, that's a big Cherish, word. Cherish, that's a good that's one. That's a good one. I value her, all that stuff. Listen, gentlemen, if you're out there listening, tell your wife you cherish her yeah. or your lady. Those of you who are working towards that marriage thing. Yep. Cherish. Yep. She's just uh, getting to know her as my friend and then becoming best friends and all that. I got to know her in such a great way. Yeah. Where... Like, you know, long distance, you can only get to know someone by talking, you know, there's none, there's no like going out to a date and just like going through a movie and stuff like that, you know? Right, right. Because I mean, you can slip away and, you know, and thoughts and stuff like that. But when you're long distance, you're talking over FaceTime. We literally live by FaceTime. So thanks Steve yeah. Jobs for FaceTime. <laughs> but uh, literally we would talk through FaceTime and, but you'd have to keep the conversation going and stuff. Like you had to actually invest in the conversation. Otherwise, I mean... The other person on the other side of the screen is like, man, this this has he's going nowhere. He's checked out or he's going nowhere, yeah. Right. So yeah. that's what that's what's nice, you know, is becoming best friends like that. And then, I mean, on top of that, just becoming husband and wife, you know, taking that yeah. relationship to that whole nother level, you know, where you actually get to be with that person all the time. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Marriage is pretty cool. It's a whole different experience. <laughs> is it a From being single. <laughs> different experience than being single? Yes. For sure. Well, speaking of, of that difference, um, is there anything that if you could look back and tell the single or engaged you, um, which we can talk about our engaged story, I, I did not enjoy engagement. Uh, it was fun for like the first month and then I was like, this is like purgatory. Like mm. It's like you're in between. Anyway, mm. if you could look back and tell the single or engaged you something to do differently or some kind of piece of advice prior to getting married, uh, what would that be? Slow down. Hmm. Just slow down. Um, I mean, because like, when we got engaged and stuff, it's like, man, when are we going to plan this and this and all that? And you set a wedding date and all that. Like, You have to schedule everything because you got to get vendors and all that. But sometimes like, you just get into it and just rush and rush and rush. But you sure. still got a whole year, right? Take that whole year just to figure out that person, you know? 
it took me a second to figure that out because I mean I was I mean you're in wedding mode you're in man I'm going to get married yeah but the, like, like you said it's like a purgatory almost between engaged like on your knee and then standing at the altar yep it's this whole space in between of weirdness oh um, yeah because I mean if your families haven't met there's that whole thing that you got to do that is a weird that's a weird moment that is a weird moment I'm not gonna lie so ours was kind of weird because let's see I don't think our parents met before we got engaged neither did mine I we don't met think. after the engagement they thankfully didn't their first time meeting was thankfully not at the wedding yeah unless they're like my cousins aunts and uncles yeah but like my parents and i at least met the other parents i want to say around the time that megan found her dress mm. that's what i want to say yeah i think it was it was after because my mom and dad and I went up to Atlanta, mm -hmm. so that way my mom could go dress shopping with Rachel and her mom. And there you Atlanta. go. So that's when it was. Um, so that was, I mean, that was weird. But that was a weird experience because I got, like, really sick when we got up there. Oof. So we were all supposed to go out to dinner, right, and, you know, just get to know each other some more and all that. And, uh, you know, my parents meet her parents, and I was sick as a dog, so me and Rachel had to actually stay stay at her mom's house and we just like watched the movie and i like passed out on the couch <laughs> so but my parents and her parents went out and got to have dinner and stuff together but we weren't there to supervise <laughs> supervise you're like please go well please go right. well please go well right so it was really weird it's really weird but but yeah that's some of those things you're like they meet and you're just like in the back of your head you're like please like each other please like each other please yes. like each other yes i'm very grateful so far we've actually gotten my parents together with my in-laws several times and every time seems to have gone splendidly i haven't yeah. seen any issues or rubs i'm always scared of that like hatsfields and mccoy's kind of looking oh, you yeah. know romeo and juliet kind oh, of yeah. deal yeah it's ours haven't got back together since the wedding just because i mean they live on the opposite distance sides of the yeah you guys are apart yeah. it would be cool to do something though um it would be cool to get them all back together again because it would be nice to be a part of that experience again yeah. um but yeah we keep talking, um, and this might be an idea, you know, I'm not I'm not here to give advice on the podcast, but it's an idea. Um, Megan really likes the idea of potentially getting, like, a cabin or a beach house. Um, ironically, those are two very opposite things, cabin in the mountains and mm. <laughs> house on the beach. Mm -hmm. And then having the whole, like, my parents, her parents, and then the siblings, and doing, like, a Thanksgiving or a Christmas. So... Um, and then everybody just go in a little bit on the price and that really cuts it down mm -hmm. when you have that many bodies per capita mm -hmm. Capita listeners you can you can judge my math and all that um, <laughs> Listen, I teach history and sometimes when I'm sure I'm doing that right so um, Well cool slow down. I like that. I definitely think like I agree like I know coming from my engagement almost a part of me like it, it, it That purgatory is so weird because it's like you get engaged. And you're like ooh, I have a new title you, then you get used to the title, and you're like, but nothing changed as far as, like, my actual status with this person, mm -hmm. <laughs> aside yep. from they're extra stressed now because they're planning this whole thing. Yep. And I'm expected to be emotional support. And then almost like the dating feels like it stops for a second. Right. Because you're so focused on getting to that next. Mm -hmm. And pe I hate it because people use the word level. Um, I don't know. Would you agree with it? Like, I don't believe that it's a level when you go from singleness to marriage, especially if we look at it biblically. I think God can use both people on an equal um, playing field. It's just some people choose to then continue their lives out in marriage or in singleness. Mm -hmm. Would I you agree, with agree that. or disagree? Yeah, I agree with that. I think some people wait like they'll continue living out their life as they were mm -hmm. when they're single. And then when you get married, you're like, use that as your shifting point to change yourself. 
Okay. I think that can be dangerous too. Like, you know, you get into, because I mean, in the marriage, you're, you're coming together as two people being one person. Right. right? I feel like, actually, I think we read a book on this. You have to know yourself, right? And you have to be comfortable with yourself and all that stuff. And that person has to be, or at least have an idea of like who you are. Mm -hmm. So that way when you're coming together, you know what I mean? Like you have your views and they have their views and all that. And you come together in agreement or whatever. Come under Agree the to scene. disagree. Right. <laughs> Agree to disagree, whatever. Cough, know? politics, cough. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's, you know, I think figuring out yourself and like trying to understand who you are as a single person is healthy mm -hmm. and will benefit your marriage when you get there. Yeah. Because then you can, like, if for instance, if your wife or your fiancé, whatever, if she doesn't know herself and she's just, you know, trying to feed off of what you're doing, right? Maybe she doesn't know herself and then you get married and then she discovers herself and realizes, man, I don't want to be a part of this. This isn't me. Then you got a whole other situation. That's a whole other problem going on right That's there. That's a whole other problem. Oof. Well, that's the idea, though, is that just know yourself, you know, yeah. make sure that you know yourself, you know, because, I mean, you don't want to lose yourself either because you're going to be miserable later. If, and, you know, like, hey, you I want to hold on. You want to hold you want your identity to be wrapped up in some kind of an anchor. Obviously, right. as Bible believing Christians, we believe that identity is in Jesus. Right. Um, I suppose for our secular listeners, you know, just whatever it is, you know, you, you find is your, your anchor, mm. um, because it is easy to get caught up in putting that person on a pedestal. I think what I was trying to, uh, drive at or ask was more so not viewing marriage as like this level up in life. Mm. Cause some people look at marriage and put on this pedestal and if I could only get here, mm. life would be better. Right. And then oh, some single yeah. people feel like, Oh, I got like shafted or my life is not right. as great because I'm single. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I do like what you were saying because it, it is easy. I know there are times in Megan and I's relationship, even before marriage, even just in dating, where it's like my whole being would be wrapped up in the words she would speak. Of. And that's just not right. It's not healthy. Right. Because, you know, people can only give you so much. And then eventually, I think our pastor down here, he, he always says, he's like, at some point, they're going to disappoint you. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to drop you. Like, mm -hmm. it's just going to happen. So mm -hmm. that stuff. Now we have the Omicron. Yeah. Well, I saw Omicron. a meme about Transformers assembling to go fight it. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's this good. this pandemic is something else. But we uh, we stayed in for a lot like, yeah. towards the beginning there. I mean, we're still getting to know each other. And uh, she had a new job when she moved down here. So we got married in October of 2020. Mm -hmm. She moved down in September. Um, she started her new job down here in early September. So, um, she moved into the apartment stuff first and all that. So she only had like a month or so to like start training and all that for this job. So a lot of it was her getting used to that. Um, a lot of stuff happened at my work. So getting used to that stuff, a lot of, a lot of just, you know, going through the gears of getting to know each other more as husband and wife, you know, uh, find out what that looks like for us, like our new normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who side of the bed is what? Right. Where does the toothbrush go? Right. Oh, do you have any funny first year marriage stories when it relates to some of that kind of stuff? I think, and then we'll come back to your two because I do want to hear this answer. Yeah, I think at first I thought I thought I was going to be on her side of the bed. Well, well her side now. 
<laughs> I thought I was going to be on that side. She was going to be on the other side for some reason. have no idea. Sure. But, um, yeah, no, there was some funny stuff. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of one specific one. Oh, yes. How you use the, you mentioned toothpaste. How you use the toothpaste, right? How you squeeze it out. Some people squeeze it from the middle, right? And yep. just let it, you know, come out. <laughs> Other people will like start at the very end yes. and then just slide Meticulously, down, right? yes. Or roll it or up roll. all the way down, right? I, I only roll at the end of the tube. Like when right. the tube is like bone dry, I'm like, no. Right. There's always more. I get through my mother. Yeah. She's the same way. When I was, yeah, that's how Rachel is. It's like, it has to be bone dry. Now, I'm not wasteful necessarily, but I guess I've wasted a bunch of toothbrush or toothpaste in my life because... <laughs> Rachel will use that sucker and won't break out the new one until it is like gone. Until she's gone. satisfied. Yeah, like I used to be the person that you know grabbed it in the middle and just squeezed and you know. Sure, come sure. Out. I mean, when you gotta like, you know, when you gotta push it down, I mean, you just slide it down. You know what I mean? Um, and then rinse and repeat. But then when you get down to like the last bit, you're like, oh man, it's done. Throw it out. But there's still some in there I've learned. And you just got to <laughs> push down in it, like into the nozzle and stuff. You got to work on it, man. Yeah. That's a funny one. Yeah, that, that one's fun. That's great. And I've learned that the fridge needs to be organized. Yes. And probably the pantry while you're at it, if yeah. you want to just go to get ahead. Pantry too. Which is nice. I, I like didn't realize it before. I mean, because we had, uh, me and my sisters, my mom and dad all lived, you know, together before I got married. And, um. I mean, you know, when you have that many people, some getting their own food and stuff like that, mm. fridge gets all types of unorganized. Oh, yeah. But Rachel organizes the, the fridge and all that, and it's it's functional. It works. I get it. I understand the purpose behind it now. Yeah. But at first I was like, why? Just throw the milk on the Just on the shelf or throw it in the door and call it a day. But I get it now. I get oh, it. Yeah. Everything has a place, man. Right. It has Everything a place. Everything has a place. I get it. I appreciate it now. The apartment, everything in the apartment should have a place. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm learning and I wish I could do more, but I'll tell you right now, when kids start coming into the picture, it's it just, it, boop. Yep. Priority shift. Yep. It's a wild, wild thing. All right, so year two, learning mm -hmm. more, traveling traveling more, just exploring Maybe more. Maybe exploring more, uh, dating more, like going out on dates kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and maybe exploring, you know, where we live and stuff, because we, we haven't done a ton of that. Um, have uh, you guys been to this nature reserve down here? I'm Bartram? Um, Julington Creek? Yeah. Yes. We went and rode our bikes. Haha, <laughs> the one time we rode them. Mm. We went and bought those bikes with the whole bike hype during COVID. Gotcha. Got them a touch late. So, like, we were, I was already starting to go back to work. But we did ride them on one Sunday. It was like June. It was stupid hot. Mm. June or July. We rode them for like about a quarter mile down to like a kayak launch on Julington Creek and then rode them back. And then they've been sitting on, you know, down there at the end of the stairs ever since. Nice. Yeah, we, we walked down that for a while, and then I was like, man, this is nice. And we said, we should do this more often. We haven't done it yet. No. Well, we've been busy, too, but still. like, I feel like summer is definitely the better time. The problem is being in Florida, even though you have the daylight, it's dumb hot. Oh, so yeah. you're like, I don't want to go and walk because I'm going to oh, get yeah. super tired because of mm -hmm. the heat, like, sapping strength out of you. Yep. You go through like three water bottles just oh my you know, gosh, yes. walking from the car and to the fence. And it's just a sweat, yeah. Yep. <laughs> from the car to the fence. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes. Pretty much. No, those are good those are good goals. Explore more, date more. I know Megan and I, like, we, we want to date more, but we you know, babysitting needs and all that. So mm -hmm. we're grateful when, you know, the in laws and family come down 
And then they're like, hey, we'll watch them for the night. You guys go do do your thing. Mm-hmm. So, well, cool, man. All right, so what do you do then? You know, you say you're busy a lot. What do you do for a living? What's your job? So I'm a production director at a Ooh, local church fancy here. Fancy title. Fancy title. Um, so what that means is I'm uh, I'm in charge of all audio, video, lighting elements for church service and through, you know, events throughout the week and stuff yeah. at the building. So... Um, that's pretty much the gist of it. I have a team of volunteers I lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some staff uh, members that I lead as well. Um, yeah, I'm in charge of making services happen pretty much. You enjoy it? I love it. I love it. It's a very stressful job um, at this particular... I don't see any gray hairs yet. You look okay. Yeah, no, no gray hairs yet. Uh, but um, it's, a, it's a position I've been growing into and still growing with. Um, never stopped growing. You know, I was gonna say I think if you if you ever feel like you stopped growing, it might be time to find a new right. new job. Right. Just find like every day I find something new to just kind of geek out about or like get very interested in, and it's thrilling. It is that part of it's thrilling and amazing, getting to explore technologies you haven't really explored before. Like before this job, I was just like, I, how I got there was um, I started off as a musician. Mm-hmm. Right, and I played in the worship team and stuff like that. Um, you know, played guitar mainly. That was my thing. Contracted around as a guitar player sometimes. Sure. And then, um, long story short, I and like my dad has always um, played music and stuff around me. And you know, like I got to play with radios and stuff when I was younger and all that. So I think that sparked an interest in not only the music itself, but like the stuff that's playing the music, the, the, the AV side, right? The hardware okay. you know, behind it. So that's always thrilled me. I used to take apart everything just to see what was inside of it. Oh my gosh. You're like my brother. Wait, Literally. Which of the brothers? I, so you have siblings. Uh-huh. So we're going to put a pin in that, come back to it in a second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of the siblings, where do you fall in the lineup? I'm the oldest. I have okay. two younger, two younger sisters. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say you almost have it almost sounds like middle child, but maybe not quite. Because mm. my middle brother was the one who like he took part our fire alarm mm. one time, and I was like, "Really? Of all the things that you decide to take apart on the wall, the fire detect like right. the smoke detector, right?" And then like started chirping at us. We were like, "Dude, what the heck?" And he that's like smashed it to get it to shut up. <laughs> so um, that's great. But you know, hey, that is, we don't go live at that house, so yep, we're good. You know, I did one time once. Uh, Something like that, except it was a uh, it was a Hot Wheel car. Oh, what! And I was like, man, you know what? My my dad had just gotten this torch, like a not like a, a propane torch, yeah, like a butane torch, okay. right? And he just got, and I was like, hmm, you know, it'd be kind of cool. I wonder what a Hot Wheel car looks like melted down. <laughs> so I take this torch and I'm torching the crap out of this Hot Wheels car, right? Was it one of the old like aluminum ones? Yeah, yeah, it was aluminum one. Because like, now they're plastic. But, yeah, but man, yeah. the old ones were metal, man. Yeah, Those, man. They're probably some precious metals that we don't yeah. know about. This was a legit Hot Wheels car. There you car, go. Man. This thing was. I still got a few running around. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, this I held on to a few. Built like a tank. Oh, had yeah. a suspension and all that. It was cool. Oh, you have one of them nice Hot Wheels. I know. Ooh. I had some other ones though, but I was like, man, I'm those are called gonna... Matchbox cars. They're not as good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hot Wheels is always better. Oh yeah, always superior. Better. Yeah, Match Matchbox was the one you go to get at Dollar General. <laughs> well, you could get Hot Wheels at Dollar, Dollar General Gen- too, but <laughs> now Hot Wheels was Walmart along with the big bouncing balls that were inside oh, those huge yeah. nets. Oh yeah. Remember those? Oh Classic. my gosh. They don't have those anymore because kids play, you know, Nintendo oh, yeah. Switch and mm-hmm. iPads, their parents' phones. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. not jaded at all towards technology. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I torched this thing and I took a hammer and smashed it and the thing went 
everywhere. Oh no. <laughs> so it got on my leg and burnt the crap out of my leg. So I had to wear like jeans a lot or like pants. Yeah. Because I didn't tell my parents. <laughs> oh, it was best. hilarious. It was a terrible idea. Now that I'm looking back, terrible idea, but it was pretty funny. And the lengths we go to as kids mm -hmm. to cover up. And the thing is, your parents probably knew you did something stupid. They probably did. I, th I feel like I left pieces or something out oh, there. Sure. Well, on top of that, also you start wearing jeans for like a week and you're like, I decided to get into a jean phase. It's and then July. I think, yeah, it was pretty hot. It was it was very hot. It was it was in the summer months, I think. That's fine. It was a long time ago. All right, so coming back, so taking things apart. Right. So AV. Yeah. So um, always was around that stuff, and so with my passion with music and stuff like that, um, I started getting to the sound part of it because I wanted to record my own music. I wanted to just you know record what I was playing. I wanted to hear what it sounded like because. You can listen to it like in the room and stuff with you, you know. Um, but man, what does it sound like through a microphone? What does it sound like to someone else? So um, we drove down to, now we lived in southeast Georgia, Woodbine, Georgia. And we drove down to like Yulee or something like that and um, bought this old multi track recorder. Oof. Yeah. And now this one recorded to a hard drive, like there's a hard drive in it. So right. it wasn't Probably like only, one of the, you know, like two gigs and it was oh, costing yeah. you a hundred dollars yeah. for two gigs yeah but this thing weighed like a tank though <laughs> um but um it didn't have a cassette or nothing like that but it recorded to a hard drive and it had like eight channels on it so okay they're like hey let's why don't you just make some music with this sounds like an happens. old line six not gonna lie this was a task game i do i, I still never have heard it? of that one you know what i don't think i have it but i do have the hard drive out of it oh there you go um use that thing recorded you're saying by... that i could put old tyler music on this episode oh yeah well, Ooh. maybe. I have to get the right adapter for this. Ah. Oh. Actually, you know what? I might have some old music. I'll have to find it. Okay. I'll have to look through you my server. Yeah, I'll look through my server. But, um, so, I had this thing, used it a bunch, and one day it stopped working. Um, I think I turned it off without hitting the power off first. So, the, I, I don't know what happened there with it. But, Technology, bro. Yeah. Did you blow on it? Yeah, blew you, on you it. You gotta do the whole shook like, around a little bit, yeah, tapped it, you know, yeah. beat it up a little bit, beat it up a little bit. It didn't fix it. It's like, dang if it. You, if you didn't kick an old game system, <laughs> computer, piece of technology, or try didn't to work. blow on the cartridge, you were nope. not doing it right. Didn't work. If you wasn't banging on the side of the monitor, <laughs> even though the computer tower is sitting next to the monitor, oh yeah, that poor monitor's getting beat up while the tower's just like, it's I'm the problem. It's always the monitor's dude. fault. Yeah, it's always the monitor's fault. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Classic. Oh, I remember typing class. That was fun. Windows a lot of those moments. Vista. Yep. Throwback. Oh, yes. Play right now, though. I think I like it better still than Windows 10. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Windows 11 now is what we're on. Uh, yeah, we're on 11 now. I still don't like it. It just rolled out. There's so many issues still. Anyways, so um, ended up, my mom and dad ended up buying a used MacBook from my worship leader uh, sometime after that, and uh, which opened my mind to a whole new thing of actually recording through a computer mm. what was that like and you know playing with fake instruments and all that just developed this passion for learning software and utilizing computer and stuff like that for music which led me to mixing sound and stuff and eventually worked my way into learning terminology and stuff through youtube um you know like learning for youtube man. oh seriously I, I, mm, seriously i changed brakes on cars now because of youtube oh man it's amazing um, so yeah, I mean, just went on YouTube and just got as far deep into that stuff as I could. 
all, all whole... things audio. Oh yeah. Just audio. Um, I wanted to learn how to record and okay, well, how do you get great sounds like, you know, like some of your favorite records and stuff? How do you do that? And which led me down to, you know, wanting to go to school to get a recording arts degree. So coming out of high school, um, I waited a year for my sister uh, to graduate so that we could go to college together because we was playing music together. Sure. And um, went to Middle Tennessee State University for one year, two semesters. Um, for um, I was going for my recording arts degree. Basically went there, took all like, you know, you had to do all your core, core classes. classes first. Yep. Hated it. Well, Hated sure, it. three high high school. Yep. And I literally stopped going to classes. I just was like, nope, not going. If you're listening and you are in college, please go to class. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Stay in school, especially <laughs> if you're past like the first semester. If you're past the third semester, just stay. Oh yeah, the life is in the tunnel. It. Those core cl- the, your your uh, your degree. So actually, I think what we're talking about is our com- common cl- gen classes. Yeah, like math, science. You know, yeah, like, it's your it's your gen. Yeah, it's your one thousand ones or one cl- you know right. one hundred levels. Your I think your cores actually is your de- is what your degree classes are. In. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't remember the, the terminology now has slipped yeah. in mind. I've been out of school long enough, but like Tyler is saying. Once you're past that second, third semester, trust me, the classes that are all about whatever it is you went to school to study are coming, and that's where you'll meet your best friends for life. Some of them, some you'll meet after high school and col- or college rather, um, and that's also where you'll have a lot more fun. But yes, stay, <laughs> go mm-hmm. to class. Just go to class. <laughs> I just stopped going to class. I it wasn't. Were they all eight a.m.s? Was it just like you couldn't wake up? Well, or? there were some that were eight, some that were a little bit later, but I just. It didn't interest me. Like, the creativity side of me was just like, this sucks. Mm. I could be doing something Mm. else. And so I just uh, chose to do something else. I got into, so somewhat similar to you, I really got into video editing Mm. when I was in high school. Like, taught myself how to work. Um, Or we're going to be joined by a cat. Hello, cat. Listeners, you may hear Orion on the podcast tonight. Potentially, no, but I don't know. Um so I got into video editing pretty heavy. Did a lot of stop motion. Lego movies. Loved Lego movies. Loved watching Legos come to life. Like, I will send you a link. Trust me. You can find it. Tyler, it's... My videos are all over YouTube. I did a couple of those. They are not great. <laughs> <laughs> they do not have many views. Yep. And they are astonishingly violent. Ah. Um, which I think was a trend mm-hmm. uh, when I was in high school. was just people pushing mass violence in oh, their yeah. animations and i don't know why yeah now i'd probably be canceled for it oh yeah, yeah of course why not yeah um so i pushed myself in, in video editing so i got into college and had to take two general uh, technology type so the first one you know is like learning the basic microsoft office suite where it's like here's microsoft word and here's excel and i still can't excel at excel mm. hey ah! like it there's a dad pun for you um, and then the other one was, so my second semester was, uh, digital media. Mm. And I was like, oh, easy. Okay. So it's me video editing and Photoshop and stuff. The only section they had available, and it was a spring semester, was Friday afternoons from like two to five thirty. Oof. Three and a half hours of digital media mm. once a week. And all of a sudden what started happening on Fridays is my friends were all like, Hey, we're going to go play tennis at the local college courts and we're going to go do this. And I'm like, I can't, I'm in class. Can't, I'm in class. On top of that, and I feel so bad because I don't, I'm going to share this and it's in all honesty and I probably need to like repent for it. 
but it was with a monotone midget. Dang. The man could not be taller than like 4'8". And, oh, Orion's saying hello. He wants the microphone. <laughs> he wants the microphone. Um, he could not have been, yeah, not have been taller than like 4'8". And was just as boring as could be. And I was so bummed because he was teaching things, or at least attempting to teach things like Blender, which is like a 3D graphics mm -hmm. uh, kind of deal. We did a little bit of video, but I don't remember much video happening. A little bit. Of, we used GIMP instead of Photoshop because it's free. Oh, yeah. Which I've I already had some experience with. Mm -hmm. um, but he was just so dry that like I checked out and I spent most of my time with one earbud in watching uh, Anderton's. Oh, did you ever yes. watch the captain and yes. Rob Chappers? Rob oh yeah, and the man. Captain. Oh yeah, that's where. Oh I, my god, that's where my music took a like. I took a nosedive real quick yep. into guitar pedals and guitars. You know, I can't play legitimately. Can't play more than like four or five chords. Taught myself a few riffs that I've now since forgotten. At one point, I could do Papa Roach's Last Resort, like that opening riff. Oh yeah, which is all down on your like your twelfth through fifteenth frets. Mm -hmm. Painful, by the way. Lots mm -hmm. of fun. Painful. Um, but that's how I found that fell in that hole was that class was so boring that I was on Anderton's and I was on reverb.com. Oh yeah. And Google like eyes just falling out of my head. The whole time. Oh yeah. <laughs> that actually brought my GPA so low that Georgia took away my hope scholarship. Dang. And I had to earn it back the next semester. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh yep. yeah. I almost failed that class. Oh man. Oh yeah. I, I've, I think I've flunked a lot. Almost all my classes. I think. I went to history class a few times. That's that was good. Fun. That's good. U.S. history. Dang. That was fun. Um, Survey. I got. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. I. Uh, I got. I just got bored. Man. Like it wasn't like I wanted to go to school to get in the studio. Show me how to record. Show me how to set up mics. All that stuff. Right. I feel like you probably needed more of a. I don't know if they do apprenticeships in music arts, or yeah. you needed a school more like a SCAD. Mm -hmm. or a um was it art institute full sale full sale because i feel like those are the ones where they're like we don't care about your gen stuff if you got out of high school okay mm -hmm. and i could be totally wrong on this there's probably a college advisor listening right now and he's like this man is full of crap mm -hmm. um I like those are the ones where it's just like you're here for arts we're going to push you into arts yeah because my i had a buddy who went to ut knox mm -hmm. and he was actually going for music theory um, or he was trying to get in their music program, but still had to take general ed courses. And he was like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, he was playing for Crew. So I don't know if you ever played for Crew or heard of Crew. Hmm. Um, I think it's... Uh, oh, crap. It's a stands for something. C-R-U. But they're a Christian organization. They play on college campuses. It's kind of cool. But yeah, so I feel you there. Yeah. It was just... Uh... I just wanted to get into it. Now, I went to, like, I toured SCAD, toured Full Sail, beautiful campuses, you know. Full Sail was extremely expensive. SCAD wasn't too far behind it. Um, felt like SCAD had better, like, newer tech than Full Sail. I think SCAD tries to keep up with, yeah. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I feel like <coughs> that's what it was. But then again, in Studio Land, I mean, once you buy a, you know, $70,000 console, you don't really need to buy another yeah. one for a while, but um, so went you know went decided to go to Middle Tennessee because I could actually get in-state tuition even though I was out of state, um, so I was able to save some money there and it was in Tennessee near Nashville so thought was go up there could play music like you know on the side and all that stuff ended up not doing that because you know have to work two jobs in order to pay for you school. Know, 
pay pay for school, pay for meals, you know that whole thing, pay for and gas. It's Nashville, you're competing with every yep. other musician in the oh, country. Oh, literally everyone, every person on the planet. Oh my goodness, in Nashville. Though Nashville's cool. It is. I like it's visiting. A really Nash. great place. Um, really fun place. Now, if you can cut your teeth there, that's a great place to go. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Middle Tennessee's in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, um, and great little town. Not too bad. Not too shabby. But um, but yeah, so went there, decided you know this wasn't for me. Um, came back, and my friend, actually the one that convinced us to go to camp, um, was like, "Hey, you ever thought about um, maybe doing production stuff?" I was like, "Well, what's that?" Because I, I I ran sound at church and all that, you know. Sure. Started cutting my teeth on that, you know, trying to mix a live worship band. Um, which is your typical band setup. You got drums, bass, guitar, keys, vocals. Yeah. Right? That's the basic, track. you know. Yeah, click track, all that good stuff. Um, so I was like, ah, yeah, that would be great. But eh, I'm just busy right now, whatever. And I come back, you know, get a job and all that stuff. Um, so we, um, I worked at Belk. And when I was done. Wait, you worked at Belk? I did. Oh, I, yes. I worked on the dock. I was in charge of the dock. Okay. Oh, that's a great job. This was the biggest dock. I worked at Kroger and I never got to work. Like, I helped unload trucks mm -hmm. every once in a while, but those were like the coveted positions was to be like a receiver. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It was interesting. Um, you know, trucks would show up. I'd have to sign for the thing. Mm -hmm. And then you open the door and then the driver starts, you know, I mean, you put that long roller cart thing. Yeah, all the way down into the truck. They put the ramp down, and they go get the power jack, and we even have that. Like our dock was like a, like truck just backed up to it. It was okay. level with it, and we just pushed these rollers into the truck, and then the driver would get in there, put the box on the roller, and then just push it towards you. Huh? It would come. You'd have to get it, take your box cutter out, cut up, cut open the box, and then take out the garments or whatever was in it and hang it up behind you or yeah. put it on the shelf behind you. And uh, that was an interesting job. That was interesting. Um, went there for seasonal mm -hmm. and then ended up being, they wanted a dock manager or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I ended up moving to that. Um, definitely didn't get paid like a manager. Didn't deserve to get paid like a manager, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but that was fun though. They didn't, they used to not listen to music and stuff back there, but man, sure enough, when I left, we had, uh, we had music going back there Heck on yeah. the radio and stuff. Heck Cause yeah. I mean, if you're going to be working back there, not around customers and stuff, at least have fun. Yeah, I if you, as long as you're obviously doing your yeah. job. I started skirting good. some of those rules at Kroger. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked in the meat department, but the days where we had truck days, and if I, if I was in the cooler breaking down our trucks, that means I took however many pallets we got, usually four to six, in our cooler, and then sorting them, um, which looks and looks overwhelming and intense at first, but over a while you you get used to it and it's fun and it was a great workout. Mm -hmm. But I would always bring in headphones and put on my metal music, and yep. off to work I went, man. I was slinging meat all over the place. Yep. So, man, I played, great. I played a lot of NBA Live mobile there on my go. phone, a lot of NFL mobile on my phone. That was really fun times. There was a couple other guys that played it as well. We would always be like, oh, man, my team's doing way better than yours. <laughs> right? You didn't want to be that guy that had the worst team on your phone. So that was fun, but after I left there, like after I would leave there from a shift, mm -hmm. like if I had a morning shift or something like that, I'd go to the church and um, I started recording worship on Sundays. Um, 
I found out that Pro Tools had a subscription because I found out that Pro Tools, you know, that's what you want to use. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right. So I subscribed to the Pro Tools thing. It's 25 bucks a month, Oof. which was insane. Oof. I was scraping to get that paid. So, but I'd start recording. Love offering. Yeah, seriously. Start recording the band and then I'd uh, come in after my shift and I'd try to mix it, you know, where, you know, you try to balance everything out, process it and all that stuff, try to get it to try to get each piece of the band to sit sonically, you know, where it's pleasing for a listener. Um, started doing that, found some more software and stuff, just started growing a lot through yeah. that. Um, long story, very long. Um, <laughs> I ended up, it, it was, it's a pretty long story, but good. I got into doing live production finally. Um, became a lighting apprentice for Needle Design here in Jacksonville and um, came under James Tucker, who's a genius mm. when it comes to church lighting and video um, and just started doing installs with him. So we got to go down to a few different churches, a lot of yeah. different churches all over uh, Northeast Florida. We'd also went to Shearwood Baptist in Georgia and did some stuff for them as well. Um did some stuff in St. Mary's, George as well. But um, really got to see different churches and see different denominations and all types of stuff that I might not have seen before. Um, but just start learning a whole new side of, you know, pretty much, you know, I was just used to audio. And now I got to see how lighting was installed and stuff because it talks completely different than audio. Oh, sure. Audio, you have a microphone, you have a cable that goes from there and connects it to a source. Yep. Lighting. All, all bets are off. Ball game. You have to address them. They get their own little address, and then you just connect them all with one cable to and, each other. And there's then there's the maintenance. And make oh sure my goodness! Gels are all in the right oh, place. Yeah. And yep. We did. I, I never did much behind the board front of house stuff when I was in theater in high school. But I remember helping out with at least changing gels and oh yeah, a few things. How um, how do you think your faith? has played a role or even vice versa how do you think this job audio visual lighting church world has played a role in your faith how have the two become intertwined for you um can you talk to that for a little for a little while yes yeah, so um I know that's a left ball you know left hand question there left curveball curveball question? curveball yeah. sorry guys if you're listening to this we are this way past both of our bedtimes oh yeah but we love you guys and this has been fun. So. Oh, yeah. It's Friday night, man. It's it's good times. Yeah. So um, my faith and what I do um, has been a has been a relationship. It's been a very interesting relationship. Um, God sent me on some pretty crazy uh, journeys through this stuff. Like I said, um, I had no interest in going to college, but for some reason I just felt like I had to go. I think that's most of our generation, though. Right. Like all we heard was college, college, college. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. But I just felt like, man, you know what? I'll go up and check it out. And when I was up there um, for orientation, we met a college pastor. Mm-hmm. His name was Pastor Josh. And, um, Aren't they all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so met him. had a great conversation with him. It's like, hey, let's stay in touch. If you guys end up coming here, I'd love to meet with you guys more. And uh, pretty much we we literally, they moved, we moved in. He texted us like, hey, are you guys... Uh, moving into town we told him yeah and that started a whole relationship there where god Mm. took us and me and my sister my best friend took us and we became the college band and all that um had a great opportunity there to start leading worship by ourselves 
Um, and then, you know, coming down here and getting into the live production thing, that was a whole other thing I wasn't planning on getting on into, but felt like God was calling me into it, you know. Um, and I've got to see him work in a lot of different ways and show me a lot of things that I haven't seen before, you know. So it's been cool to see him work, you know, and just provide because when you make the shift from going to, from a normal job, like at Belk or Chick-fil-A or whatever, yeah. you know, something that you show up nine to five, you get paid money to do it, right? When you go from that to going to life production, whether if it's secular or in the church, sure. it's pretty much the same. Um, you aren't necessarily guaranteed a paycheck for that time that you do immediately for it. You might get paid a month later for doing yeah. 18 hours at that gig. Or you might get paid two weeks later or a day later or whatever. But um, I, I decided to go into it like, you know what, God's going to take care of me. And it was a lot of stress. It was a lot of, man, I hope this works. It was a lot of taking multiple gigs in a day to you know, just convince myself that I'd make enough money to make ends meet. I mean... One thing, if you go to college and then don't graduate and stuff, you still have student loans that you have to pay off. It's true. Um, so there's that, and you know, just living expenses. So insurance is a thing. Um, so <laughs> no insurance, never heard of it. No, never heard What's of it. What's her name? Yeah. So it was just, it's crazy to see how God has provided for that, you know, and it's given me faith that no matter what situation I'm in, because I've had some like weeks where I barely had anything. Yeah. I had one install for four hours to pull one cable through the wall or, you know, uh, oh man, we decided to go on a family vacation for two weeks. Well, you're not working those whole two weeks, so you're not getting any income. Um, True. So it's just pushed me to just trust in him and everything um, because he will provide, you know, whether if it's what we expected or if it's something completely different, he'll provide something. You know? Yeah. Um, just having that relationship with him of, you know what, I trust you. I trust you. I see that you have this plan for my life. I'll follow after that, you know, because he's not going to lead us into something we're going to just completely, you know, fail at, right? Uh, wherever he leads us is where he wants us to go. So he's going to make that path for us. And it's up to us whether if we stay on that path or, you know, we get distracted, whatever. We drift. Right. But either way, he he has provided that way for us, you know. Um, but, I mean, I've been through a lot with, like, my current job. Like, getting to my current job was its own task, right? It's its, yeah. its own path from God. And then now getting into this position, joining this church and stuff, has been tough. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been through the trenches now. Stuff that you'd normally experience like over like 10 years of doing ministry or something like that. Literally one year. Woo. And it has been... Now, I've been at this job for two years, but in one year, I have been through the biggest roller coaster of my life on top of getting married. So that changing. You always got to add things in there. Man. Oh, yeah. Makes, it a, makes life fun when you just pile them all up. Oh, yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, when this when stuff was happening at work, it was like, why in the world would you bring me here, God, if all is going to happen is chaos? 
Yeah. Because it literally felt like chaos. It felt like I was going in. I mean, it was just going in and avoiding drama or avoiding, uh, you know, gossip or whatever. Sure. Whatever. It was just crazy, man. It was kind of like you're on 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 edge. Not every day. You know, I mean, obviously there was the days where, you know, I get, I'm stuck behind a computer all day editing or stuck under the console trying to fix something or on stage trying to set up something. But there's just those times where it was very hard. And it's very hard. Like uh, at the time I was driving an hour from home to work. This is before I lived local. I, still, yeah. I was driving from Georgia to here. And that was tough because you have an hour to just marinate on what, has either taken place or what's going to take place or what's going to take place Oof. or what's on the you know someone's like oh this is going to happen and then you have your whole drive home thinking oh my gosh and rachel bless her heart she was the one that had to receive a lot of that <laughs> she was the venting board <laughs> yep she would get a call yeah. and just oh my gosh you never believe what happened today um, guess who said this yeah, yep church world man this. it's it's interesting it's uh it's not for yeah. the faint of heart no no <laughs> it's it's here's the biggest thing and I've I've been told this many times. I mean my dad's told me this many times cuz he's experienced it too. Mm-hmm. If you're going to church, you will at some point in time be hurt by someone at church or the church itself. Yep. But an important thing to remember is that no matter what happens, no matter who says what, no matter what situation happens, the the church is made up of people, and people are very flawed and yep. very sinful. I think my stepdad says something very similar, where he's always just like, "Remember who makes up the church, right?" And then it's it's just like you said, right? Flawed people. Yep. The church is not perfect, but Jesus is perfect. It's true, and it's true. We just have to remember that no matter what, we can't let what the church does or what happens at the church or whatever can't let that affect our personal relationship with Jesus because that's why we're there. We're not there for an agenda. We're not there for a click. We're not there for, to make friends, whatever. We're not there to advance our careers or even get into a career. We're there for one singular purpose. That's to grow closer to Jesus Yeah. with other people. Yeah. So Called in the community. Yeah. So it's been a roller coaster for sure. But, um, I mean, it still continues to be. I mean, there's always something happening, you know. But it sounds like recently, the way when you and you, you and I have talked, obviously we're, we're friends. We talk more than just on this podcast. Like it, it seems, it seems like some things are starting to kind of come. Yeah, are, are on an upswing. Yeah, we've come into this um, point now where we've gone through a lot of stuff um, in this past year, and have a new team and stuff now, and so we were getting used to that. You know, at the beginning of this or at the end of this you know, 2020, mm-hmm. so December, this time last year, um, we were getting, you know, starting to work together and all that. And so this whole beginning of this year to, you know, July and all that stuff has just been growing as a team, trying to come together because, you know, when you lose members of your team or you lose a majority of your team, it's hard when you, those people are replaced to function as that team because these people haven't been here. Sure. You know, I mean, it's like a football team, you know. If you have some of your star players traded away in the middle of the season. Changes right? the whole DNA. Changes the whole DNA of the team. Once you're the Braves, then we win. Right, there you go. So it's just, it's it was crazy. It's been a crazy year just trying to do that. But God's done some cool stuff. And 
feel like we're getting on an upswing with stuff, you know, Good. getting to a point where we can build from this, you know, build from where we are now. And with that is like for me with faith is like just doing things based off of the gospel first and foremost, pouring into people, making sure that every time you talk, it's gospel centered, you know, it's focused on this is why we're here. This is what we do. Yeah. Like every time I tell my volunteers, like this Sunday, we have the opportunity to do something cool in God's kingdom. Yeah. Right. We're awarded that opportunity. Right. It's, it's a privilege to do that because there's people all around the world that can't do that, you know, absolutely without getting killed or punished or something, you know, mm -hmm. something crazy. But we have this opportunity here to do this. And this is something we can't take lightly. Because it's a blessing and it won't always be here. Yeah, that's true. When I worked um, facilities for a while, my boss used to tell us, he used to say, every chair you put out, there's a chance that someone who doesn't know Jesus might sit in that chair and this might be their opportunity to, to hear Jesus. And they used to they used to come down on us. It, in my opinion, it felt at one point it got really harsh. There was a moment of some tension over some chairs that weren't straight and you know it seems like a silly thing chairs being straight the idea was remove as many potential obstacles because you know with america we're fickle christians mm -hmm. it's oh the ac was wrong so i'm not mm -hmm. going back to that church or i didn't like the music blah 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 so this church is all you know and so this church and organization prides themselves almost like that chick-fil-a disney level service you know remove as many possible distractions so the only reason why you're per that person does not come back is because they don't agree with jesus mm -hmm. which they need to wrestle on that's a personal decision for them but they can't say it's chairs they can't say it's ac they can't say it's music or programming um but i always remember just that the seat you put out could be a seat that an you know an, a non-believer sits in or an unchurched person sits in mm -hmm. so um and it sounds like you guys share that same heartbeat with yeah. the programming where it's you might have a chance through doing the best you can in programming to help point and steer someone's soul towards Jesus, towards the gospel, towards salvation, etc. Right. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's I've just ran into that recently with sound again. One of the biggest things, you know, with being in church production, even live production, like live, you know, concerts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's very frequent in church production is sounds too loud. Sounds too soft. I'm going deaf. No good between. No good in between. This sounds like a concert. Yes. Sometimes, <laughs> gotta really practice that patience that the Lord teaches us. Oh yes. Because sometimes it's like, have you been to a concert recently? <laughs> Did you know by the fifth act they actually maxed out their volume? There you go. Um, I mean, a lot of <laughs> sound is a very cool thing, and getting to like when I was watching those YouTube videos and stuff, and mm -hmm. I continued to, you know, even through you continue know, to be a student. Always yeah, oh, being yeah. a student. You learn some cool stuff. And now for for life production slash church production, whatever, you don't have to go to school for it. You don't you don't have to go and get an education to do this. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's better to just go and do it, like go get hands on road cases, you know, join a local stagehand union. Yep. Warning, they look all like pirates. It's pretty funny. They do. And no, they act like true. it too. That's true. Oh yes. If you're a Christian, you know, and you're used to being in church and stuff, and you go to the local stagehand union, just be ready. 
because it is a whole different Welcome world. Welcome to the real world. Yes. Get out of your sheltered. Oh, yes. yeah. It is not sheltered. It is completely, oh, like, it's pretty crazy sometimes, but um, it's a great experience, like, if you want to get into the field. But yeah. um, I was going somewhere with that. You don't have to go to school. <laughs> yes, you don't have to go to school for it and all that. But at the same time, you're always a student, right? And so to best serve your position, your ministry, all that stuff, is know everything that you can. So that way when someone comes to you with a complaint, you can come back and try to diagnose what the problem is, if it's something you can fix, if it's them, because yeah. that's a big thing. I mean, sometimes hearing aid can be cranked. That's you know, true. and a whisper can sound like a yelling. That's true. You know? um, so it's best when you can educate yourself and really find out like how you can best do your craft for me it's you know learning that you know sound is you know physics as well it's yeah like you know sound comes out of one area bounces off walls bounces off of per people i'm learning that recording every episode of this podcast oh yeah. every episode has been in a different spot in a different house different room different area it's very so. fun it's very fun <laughs> it's it's crazy how we receive sound like how we our minds perceive that because I mean I was just listening to something a couple days ago where um, you know with sound you have mono and you have stereo signals right mm -hmm. I mean now you have immersive stuff like 5.1 and all that stuff Dolby Atmos but essentially you have mono you have stereo right mono is one signal so like left only right only you know middle stereo is you know left and right combined you know right if you go back and listen to early Beatles stuff, sometimes you can see like there's a mono version on Spotify or like Jimi Hendrix. Hmm. There's that kind of stuff on Spotify where you can listen to like how they listened to it back in the 70s and stuff. Or go buy, you know, a record player and all that stuff. They came out with stereo later. You know, that was an afterthought. You know, sometimes if you go back and listen to like the Who and stuff like that, sometimes you'll hear the drums only on one side, yeah. right? On your right side and you know, everything else will be on the left side or something right stereo was becoming a thing but it was only becoming a thing in the recorded aspect everything around us is in stereo yeah. even though that we have one mouth so one source would technically be mono but i'm talking to you like this but my voice is bouncing off of that wall that wall this wall this wall this space yep. this chair and i'm hearing it in both my ears right you're hearing it in both your ears you're, re you're receiving it all around you so everything is stereo so that kind of stuff just blows my mind where you that can just really learn cool. it and then you can explain that to someone. Oh, hey, maybe you're sitting too close to the subwoofer. See, this subwoofer right here is throwing out all this energy at you. Right. Right? And uh, sure, maybe it's too loud on some parts, you know? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. There's sometimes where a, a, a track bass or like a synth bass or something like that will hey. hit. And the our catwalk doesn't have rubber coating under it mm. um, when they bolted it down. So the whole thing just rattles. Oh, boy. It's hilarious. That but, is funny. Um, um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting getting to see that stuff and getting to um, just better serve the ministry of, okay, let's figure this out. Why why is it too loud? Where were you sitting? Yeah. How can we, like you said, how can we take away these barriers so that way we can hone in on, you know, getting, getting you to the feet of Jesus because that's what it's all about. Yeah. All right, well, let's start segueing and come into the how we're going to wrap up this episode, though I think we're still going to be talking for a little while longer because i got a few few other kind of big questions and 
Yep. I like hearing your thoughts. Yep. All right. First of all, this is not a huge question, but it is an important question. What is your favorite food? My favorite food? Probably Italian food. I eat that the most. Ugh, you're my wife. I can't help it. Not, does Rachel it. like Italian? Yep. Oh. Yep, I think Italian food, you know. I'm not an Italian person. Really? No. Hmm. Can't do it. I love like Mexican food and stuff like that, you know. Mm. And of course, you I know, love, love burgers and ribs and stuff. Absolutely. American. But like Six. the one I'm always like, if I go somewhere brand new, never been there before, mm -hmm. I'm looking to see if maybe they have chicken fettuccine. Oh. Or even just regular fettuccine Alfredo, you know. My wife's an Alfredo person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, or spaghetti or um, something like that. Rachel actually introduced me to tortellini, which is pretty much like ravioli. Okay, I will do tortellini. I won't lie. That junk's good. I'm not, but listen, I'm not going to sit. I think with me, I don't go out seeking Italian food. Ah. Whereas like Megan, like she will be like hankering for it. Yeah. Which we do at least do it for her birthday. We right. we honor her in that way. I got really lucky this year. We went to, I think it was Ippolito's. I'm not sure. They had a sandwich on there, and I was like, I'm getting that, and it mm. was delicious. Yeah, Rachel's so. place is Olive Garden. We, yeah, we typically, the breadsticks, I mean, you can't go wrong. Nope. I will say, Olive Garden breadsticks, it's yep. was up. Yep, the breadsticks are the best part. The other microwave food is all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take, guys, Hot right take. here. Sorry, Olive microwave Garden. Microwave food, Olive Garden. Loved I, you when I was 12. Now I know better. No, but like Maggiano's <laughs> is a really okay. good place. Okay. It's pretty much the same prices as Olive Garden. Like, you could walk away. Like, I think we paid for both of our meals and all that. Pretty much the same price as Olive Garden. But it was nice. Like, the food was good. Good. Olive Garden's good. But sometimes quality can be shaky. That happens. Right now, I feel like a lot of quality, and this can be saved for later episodes or a hot take on Instagram. But I do think with the COVID pandemic, I'm noticing a lot of quality in... Both service and product. Yep. Technose dive. Yep. So, okay. Now, your favorite or the best, however you want to look at it, fast food. Oh, that's a hard one. That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, man. There's many oh. different places. I bounce around. Best no, fast if you, food. If you like, this was your last day on earth. Last day on earth. Best fast food, favorite fast food, whichever one you want, it will appear like a vending machine. Oh, man. I'd have to go with... Ooh. Okay. Jesus is waiting at the pearly gates, but first you get your fast food. Here's what, what I got. And this is not a meal. It's literally one item on the menu. Oh, no. Rallies. Or checkers. Ra okay, checkers. Okay. Whew, I was like, rallies? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's West Coast. Rallies, okay. checkers, you know. I do we I do love checkers. Yeah. I'm a check. Oh. That junk is good. Now, oh. when I say that junk is good, I've been, I grew up in Ohio, mm -hmm. and there was a rallies right down the street from my house. Now, I didn't have it all the time, but every now and then, a good bit. Um, I have only ever eaten the French fries with nacho cheese. French fries with nacho cheese. Yep. So you have the French fries like in a cup or okay. in the, you know, French fry bag or whatever. And then you have nacho cheese sauce like on the side, like in a cup. And you dip the fries in the nacho cheese. Sounds kind of like telling the you. Taco Bell uh, nacho fries. Oh, yeah. that don't, No, man, Taco Bell. That's a close second. That's a very I'm close second. Mine, but I, I, I was thinking Taco Bell for mine up until you said checkers just then. 
But I could only do checkers if they brought back the uh, bacon roadhouse burger. Oh, man. When it was on the Texas toast. Ooh. That does sound good. It was heavenly. That's the thing. I've never tried their burgers or oh, chicken dude, nuggets. They're, nothing. They're banging. Just the they're fries. so good. Ever since they came out with that bucket of fries, oof. Oh, boy. Now, we don't really... We have one here in Jacksonville. Yeah, but it's, in like, it's in like Arlington. Yeah, so it's like in Arlington, though. We don't so go there. <laughs> Edwards is too far away from it. Um, Jacksonville's a big place, man. It is. So... Yeah, we never make our way over there. Whataburger's but, over by the beach, so you're like, yeah. I only get Whataburger whenever I go to the there beach. There you go. Whataburger, that's good. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd have to say Rally's, man. Those fries. Mm. Nice big fat mm. Coke. Those, oh yeah, those Rally's checkers fries? Yep, delicious. Yep, so yep. good. So good. All right, well, final thing that I want to talk to you, and then we probably need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at the clock now, and listeners, for you, it's, you know, 7 a.m., oh, 12 yeah. p.m., you are driving, you're eating lunch. For us, it is 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are up way past our bedtimes. Um, but part of the diaper report, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm trying to work on and trying to remember as my vision and goal, despite how fun these interviews are and, and talking with friends and coworkers and peers or even just when the random episodes where I talk about myself, like, I'm kind of nervous because next week's episode, well, actually, it'll be episode that comes up before this one, mm. uh, is... Um, the one on mental health and really it's just be me sharing kind of my story through it mm-hmm. and it terrifies me um because i don't really, other than therapists right <laughs> right so if you're listening listener and you're like what are you talking about go back to last week okay for you guys it's last week for us here in real time it's next week mm-hmm. anyway um but fatherhood um and this idea of kind of healthy fatherhoods right and how culture, you know, definitely gives us a unhealthy view of fatherhood. Typically, one who's abandoning, or he's really lame. Um, I'm not making the way of like lame dad jokes. I mean, like literally, he's like totally checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a dad, you're listening to this, and you're and you feel like you're in one of those categories. You're, you're. I think if you're listening to this and you're you're trying to find help, I mean, then you're you're probably not. You're, you're probably trying to find you're trying to find your way. I mean, fatherhood's not easy. Motherhood's not easy. If your mom listening to this, like we love you too. Um, my wife kills it. I don't. She's a superhero in my opinion, and my mom's a superhero. Um, but for fathers, you know, I want to be an encouragement to fathers because I do feel like we kind of get the short end of the stick a lot of the time because we didn't do the carrying of the child for right. nine months, and right. then we're always working because it, it, we're still kind of coming out of that generation of. Father is the breadwinner. Mom stays at home, mm-hmm. and so mom always steals with the kids. But so for you, Tyler, I want you know talk about fatherhood, what it means to you from your experience with your own dad. You know, like I said in the pilot for this show, um, everybody that's on here either will be a father or a mother is a father or mother, or you know is the son and daughter. I mean, at the end of the day, that you have to have them in order to get here. So. Mm-hmm um talk to talk to us about your experience what it means to you and then i know you also got a little something that you want to share yeah so um as of right now my wife is eight weeks pregnant almost nine weeks yeah yeah heck yeah buddy joining the crowd um welcome so um it's that that was pretty cool wasn't really expecting it wasn't really preventing it just kind of happened. Did she actually get to surprise you? No. No. It was more of like I was laying in bed. She got up. Like we just woke up. Yeah. She went to the bathroom, right? And I guess she just had a hankering to check. 
And so she checked, and then she rushes in through him like, babe, I think I'm pregnant. Oh, wow. And I'm like, no way. That's so awesome. My wife had like thought she was like had like a medical issue. Yeah. And went for like an appointment, and then because of some kind of like like very minor, we're all good, but minor risk factor, she comes home and she was like, so I was gonna do this whole surprise thing for you, but I felt like I should go ahead and let you know. They told me to, and I was like, oh okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what Rachel wanted to surprise me and all that stuff. Like she said, she had this whole thing planned, but it didn't happen that way, which is totally cool. I think it's awesome. Um. But yeah, so by this time, we would have announced it to the Instagrams and all that, you know, Facebook, all yeah. that stuff, all their friends and stuff. Um, but yeah, so she's due, she or he, don't know yet, is due in July of 2022. So that'd be cool. That's awesome. So that's something to look forward to. But I've gotten to think about a lot about fatherhood stuff because of that. Uh, yeah, it's coming, man. It it's, is, man. It's huge. It's on the verge. It's a new adventure. Yeah. Quote it's, hook. It's literally a whole new adventure. It's something very interesting to look forward to. Um, but uh, I've got to look back at like how I was with my dad, you know, or how my dad was with me, whatever. Um, yeah. And I had an amazing dad, you know. Uh, he's awesome. He's my best friend. Well, my, you know, my other best friend. You can have multiple best friends. It's fine. There's I no believe rules. in it. There's no rules. So um, he's awesome. You know, I looked to him for lots of advice and stuff and look up to him. Um, I mean, I remember, I mean, we did everything together. Yeah. Literally everything. Um, he, if he was going to the store, Hey dad, can I come with you? Yep. Come on. So we'd get to go in his Chevy S10 with the hot leather seats, you know, like oh, whenever wow. it was super hot yes. out, get in the leather seats Those and then S10s, go down. Man. Oh man. And his stick shift too. It's great. Throwback. Oh yeah. The bed was like falling apart, but my that brother bought awesome. one for $500 on like Facebook marketplace Oof. and like fixed it up and then resold it. Nice. Oh yeah. That's the thing. Mm. So, um, I remember doing everything with him. I was, uh, my dad, you know, me and him were tight, still are tight, but, um, but yeah, like I, one of the biggest things that I've remembered that I want to do with my children is just be there for them. Like he was for me and my sisters, um, just having fun, you know, yeah. just having a bunch of fun, uh, playing games. Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff that he, um, showed me and like, you know, taught me and stuff I still do today or still am a part of today um like I remember following him around with a little lawnmower when he was cutting the grass right a little push a little toy <laughs> lawnmower that was so fun right Classic. I, that was one of the things like I always go to that like I was telling when I was telling Rachel man I really want my son to do that that'd be so cool you know that'd be really awesome um but also like he's the one that introduced me to Halo and you know playing video games and that that I'm a huge Halo fan now. Oh man, huge Halo Infinite's fan. Infinite's campaign just dropped. I've got to start it, but I'm here for it. I asked for it for Christmas, so it's on Game Pass, bro. Is it really? Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. I need to jump on that. Mm -hmm. But I've seen. I've already watched the video of like the open worldness that is. Well, now. that part's yeah. not out yet. Open worlds in March. Oh. The single player campaign just dropped. Gotcha, so gotcha, co-op gotcha. and open world happen in March because my buddy and I are waiting on that one. Oh, gotcha. And then gotcha, multiplayer gotcha. is live too. Oh yeah, bud. Wow. It's good stuff. So that, I mean, all that started because my dad was like, hey, I got this new game because I got a PS2 for my birthday way back when. And then my sister, I think the same year, got the Xbox, original Xbox. Yes. Right? Yes. And I played PS2 all the time, you know, I was really into racing games and all that. But dad went out and got, um, you know, when you went to the store and bought some discs, right? 
which you still do today, but this one was yes, a combo listeners. pack. So they were together, right? They oh, were yeah. they were saran wrapped together, whatever. Oh yeah. And then you got two games, per, pretty much polar opposite games. It was Halo Combat Evolved, and then it was. Oh man, I forget what this Probably other game some was. arcade game or something. Some arcade game where it was like a racing game or something like that. That yeah, sucked. Yeah. Anyways, it's Halo, so it was awesome. Um, but like that stuff, you know, just getting to do fun stuff like that. Um, my my dad, super big Cleveland Browns fan. I am as well. Um, my papa was. My grandpa is. Um, my family just loves Cleveland Browns. It's just a, one of those things that we just rally around, right? There you go. So I have, um, I mean, our, when we moved down to Georgia, we got an English lab, purebred English lab, and we named him Cleveland Brown. <laughs> <laughs> when I would tell people that in school, it was funny because they'd be like, oh, Cleveland Brown from Family Guy. I'm like, no, no, nope. no, the football team. The football team. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny. But, um, but I remember going to games with them yeah, and sitting in the nosebleeds. Uh, we would go to Cleveland. And sit in the nosebleeds, man. And um, I remember he was—he got scared because we were up so high, you know. And it's windy, as you know, it's long it's lake. Called Erie. nosebleeds for a reason. Oh yeah. He—he he was like, man, you know what? Here, and he takes off his belt and straps me to the chair because he was <laughs> like, I don't want you to fall, just in case. So it was fun. I remember that. I mean, I still have like um, when he and I went with my uncle and my cousin, got this like little dog bone thing. So if I ever got lost, I'd take that dog bone to the stand and like they would call him or something like that um still have that still have like the hot chocolate mugs that we had yeah so that kind of stuff you know going and doing great. fun stuff like that so looking forward to doing that um now the funny part is that since i'm from ohio rachel's from michigan we have that natural Ooh, house rivalry yeah we have that natural rivalry i mean you so, gotta have two kids it's gotta happen oh yeah and one yeah. kid can be with you and one kid can be with rachel yeah. and voila there you go we we talked about all right so the base rule is that we're not allowed to have ohio state fan kids or michigan fan kids right so they either had they they can be georgia like they can like georgia they can't like florida because no one likes the gators that's fair no one reasonable likes the gators Sorry, I'm just not a fan of I don't of follow Florida football, Gators. but if you're a Florida Gator fan, I mean, yep. boo on you, I guess. Yep, boo yeah. on you, man. No, they beat, the, they beat the crap out of us when we played in the Gator Bowl a couple of years ago. That was fun. <laughs> Anyways, so I remember doing that stuff like with my dad, you know, and thinking, man, that's so cool. I want to do that. Um, you know, he's always loving, always, you know, I mean, got us into church, you yeah. know, and it wasn't him who led me to Christ. It was, you know him just being faithful and just taking us, you know, having us hear the gospel for ourselves. Because it's not, you know, by anyone that we're saved. It's by Jesus that we're saved. It's sure. by his truth that we're saved, you know. And uh, just believing that he came and died on the cross for us. And that was cool, you know. It wasn't like, oh, you need to be saved right now. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're not saved, you're no son of mine. It wasn't like that nothing and you know something i look look to is and i don't i want to just show my kids that this is what a godly father looks like you yeah know? and i want my life to reflect my godly father's life you know yeah I want to reflect jesus you know my dad did that you know and i want to do that you know even more you know take it to another level heck yeah and uh, which is fun to look forward to, you know. And obviously, life happens and stuff 
you know, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be all types of stuff, but with that goal in mind, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I already love this baby. I haven't, I've only got to see it once. We've only been to one appointment. Then you only seen the once. Yep. Only so I hate to once. be that guy to correct you. My, my father did that to me early on when I, when we were first pregnant. I was like, oh yeah, it, and he was like, they, third yep. person, so. Oh yeah, they, sorry. Yep. Totally missed that. Yeah, your child, your child oh is gosh. a they. They are yep. human. Yep. But yes. Anxious to find out what it is. Super anxious. Oh, it helps a ton to know. Yep. <laughs> What they are, who they are. Yep. See, I want to say it too. Cause right. you're right naturally like talking, you know? Yep. So I'm just, I, I really want to find out what it is. What they are. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> don't worry. I think the listeners will understand. Yeah, if they don't, they just don't have kids yet. There you go. They'll so. be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> I, we think it might be a girl. A lot of people in my family think it's a girl. Um, but I don't know. Could I be. I mean, if it's, if, wow. Well, if they're a boy, mm-hmm. there's, you know, possible marriage arrangements being made here. There you Just go. Saying. There you go. Could be a dude. Um, Could be a dude. We'll Could see. be a little dude. We'll see. Yeah. But That's it's exciting, exciting, man. Those are those are good goals. Those are oh, good, yeah. Those are good dreams. Yeah. I definitely, you know, I, I don't I don't think I have any advice as of right now. I'm only six months into it. Then I guess, you know, even start those those little things now, you know, uh, you guys walked in with you know me ex- i called it exposing amelia to my music right mm-hmm. but i'd sit here and dance in front of her because it makes her laugh and mm-hmm. i hate i hate dancing but i'll go all out in the kitchen if it means she'll giggle and i just hope that that kind of means down the down the line that um you know she and i'll have our little dance parties and our little things so i think it's just those small steps right small things lead to larger things so i think it's the same thing with like our wives is and i was thinking about this as you were talking all the things you're talking about i'm like man this actually sounds more like even just dating our wives right mm-hmm. like just making sure we're consistent in in dating because then that means we'll also be consistent in doing things with our kids mm-hmm. whereas if we're not consistent right then there's not a habit there and there's not a, a trend and those things can fall off mm-hmm. so it was like earlier i'm looking forward to like just making baby laugh you know because oh, it's adorable it takes time buddy it's adorable but like Amelia was laughing earlier, and I was like, oh, yeah. "That's adorable." Her giggle is oh, right. it's stellar. Right? Love her it's giggle. Like, oh, I can't wait to have like my own one of those, mm-hmm. so that way I can like do that all the time. Or the smile. Yep. The smile gets me. She'll smile at me every time I walk. Every time I walk in that door, every time, she pops up from Mama and looks over, and I get this smile, and I'm like, "Oh, I melted. Here mm-hmm. I go." Even if I'm frustrated at work. Yep. Or then I get frustrated later at her because she's yep. squirming and rolling and whatever else is wrong with her. But oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, man. They're cute. Yep. Yep. There's a kids program at church the other day. You know, um, they're like, they're young. They're like four, five, maybe three, somewhere around there. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, the preschool program or something like that. Yeah. But uh, they're adorable. I'm like, oh man. I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, I'm going to have one of those. Yep. I was telling my wife I was leaving work a couple of days ago, and um, this kindergartner was walking down the hallway, just tears screaming, uh, going to aftercare. And I, I looked, and normally I don't stop on my way out. Like I am, like when the when when the kids are in my classroom, I'm out. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I looked over, and I told Megan, I was like, all I saw was Amelia. All I could see was Amelia at five years old. Mm-hmm. And I went over and I was like, what's your name? She didn't tell me her name. She was screaming, and I was like, 
Where are you trying to go? Aftercare. Okay. <laughs> and I just walked down to aftercare and gave it to the next adult who knew better than I did. Yep. But I just in my head, I'm just like, that's my child when she gets bigger. Like yep. that. That is what you know. It's it's a wild thing when you start seeing. And what's trippy, man, is you're gonna hold your kid when they are you know two months old or two weeks old, and and there's this weird like you can see them at 18, and you can see them at 30, mm-hmm. and it's I don't know. Because we're not there yet. I mean, she's mm-hmm. only six months. But there's something weird about it. Being a parent, it's trippy. Mm-hmm. It's a trippy feeling. And I know right now I'm like all like tears. and like, oh my gosh, she's cute. And mm-hmm. then she's going to hit like 15. I'm be like, oh my God, she's a terror. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, bud. Proud That's of you, fine. man. I'm excited for you. Yeah. It's excited to walk cool. through this with you. And we'll have to have you back on as we oh, yeah. get further down the line and those nerves start getting real. Right now, man, it's more real for Rachel than it is for you. It is. It's more real for her. I feel bad. I mean, <laughs> don't feel bad. No, no, I don't feel bad. It's it. a completely natural thing. You know, it's a, it's a whole process. I mean, it is mind blowing that her body's making another body inside of her. Yep. That which part is crazy. Is trippy. Very trippy. Very trippy. I mean, when, we, when you go for that first appointment and you get to see your baby for the first time. Oh, yeah. Know. The jelly bean. Yeah. It's crazy because you see the little little heart flaps mm-hmm. just, you know, flapping back and forth or chest, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's they hard look to, like, they look no more like a tadpole than they do anything. I know. Else. It's crazy. But that little, you can see the little heart beating. And it's like, oh, my gosh. It becomes like before then you're like, oh, you're pregnant. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, well, Here's now some what? next step. Yeah, like, what, what's the next step? <laughs> but then you go to this appointment, and then you see the thing on the screen, and you're like, oh, there's something inside of you. There is. And there's definitely something alive. And the first nine weeks is her body trying to kill it, really. Right. Just I just scary. This whole pregnancy, I keep thinking about alien, you know? Yep. <laughs> and, you know, that's when, what they, yeah, that's what when they, they like pop out of them, I'm oh, like, yeah. But, um. But yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's really amazing seeing that and just thinking. Like, we'll be just be laying there sometimes be like, holy crap, you're making a human inside of you. That's amazing. Yep. It's a lot of work. Very exhausted. She's very exhausted. Absolutely. Um, you know, all the normal pregnancy stuff. She's healthy, though. She's fine. But it is very interesting, though, to observe. I'm like, I keep telling her, I'm like, I wish I could help you out i could do this for you or any part of it yep we're dudes we're fixers we want to fix the problem this will be a season where you're gonna want to try and fix everything and i had to really learn to just be like just just be with my wife yep don't try to fix my wife and try to fix situation just Mm -hmm. i'm not and again i'm not perfect at it like i can say a lot of things and sound super smart i am not good at any of these things i would do the best that i can Mm -hmm. but definitely like this will be a season where, as a dude, you're going to have to be like, I can't fix anything. I just got to sit. And if I'm able to bring a saltine cracker or mm-hmm. a Sprite or a ginger ale, because there's seasons of that, that's what you're doing. Yep. Or chocolate. If it's ice cream runs at 10 o'clock at night, oh, my golly, yes, those are real, too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. I had to learn. I mean, even at the beginning of our marriage, I had to learn that, too, was don't try to fix everything. Yep. Everything doesn't need necessarily fixed. It's true. Not everything's necessarily broken. And it's definitely hard for us dudes to oh, it's hard. get our heads around that. Oh, it's hard. It took me a while to just... I mean, it still does, too. I mean... Oh, yeah. Oh, I still put myself in this trap of trying to fix things. Yep. It's just one of those things, like, we're built to fix, you mm-hmm. know? Built to, you know... Don't worry. That will come with the baby, though. You'll have all kind of... You know, cribs got to get put together. You got to hang stuff. Yep. Power tools, buddy. Power tools. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
I love power tools. Oh, so good. I got that. I, hang, I hung her monitor up over her crib. That way I could get a better 360 view because mm. she keeps rolling into a blind spot. Ah. And then ironically, of course, we, we get up there on the wall to fix the blind spot issue and she finds a new one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Smart kid. Yeah. Last night she did like laps around her crib. I don't know what she was doing. She crazy. That's funny. Love her. Oh, yeah. Every time I went in there, it's a different spot. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? That's great. So, well, buddy... For the for us here in live time, it is well past our bedtime. Oh yeah, like one twenty. Yep. We've been talking for an hour and a half. Oh wow, that's good. Oh, great, good a nice content. long lengthy episode. Length, yeah. Lengthy episode. So thank you for listening, listeners. Uh, Tyler, thanks for being on here. Absolutely. Love you, buddy. Love you, man. All right, the rest of you out there. I hope your diaper stays dry. I hope it stays clean, and we'll catch you on the next one.